The following recording is offered by the Village Zendo. For more information, please visit villagezendo.org. So, you know, we're really serious about these precepts. <laughs> and we want to throw our whole body into them. It's not just saying, yeah, I'm not going to lie anymore. Uh, but are throwing our whole body down with the magnificent uh, chanting that we had tonight. Really made a difference for me. Um, participating with all of you in this traditional fusatsu uh, atonement, becoming one with ritual. Uh, for me, it's, it's it, it, to pay attention to all of the unskillful actions and attitudes that I've indulged in this year. Uh, I was very moved by uh, Joshin Roshi's talk today, you know, it's, it's so easy to fall into our uh, intellectual patterns and our judgment, the way we've learned to think about things. Uh, I think probably what's happened in the Middle East has shocked so many of us because we have a certain way of thinking about it. And, and oh no, it's very nuanced. There are many different aspects to it. So like that, uh, that great music scholar who was faced with an unusual challenge. That, uh, that, that really struck me as, as the way so many of us are facing the challenges of, of what's going on in the world and our own intimate and personal lives. It's, it's really important for us to look at our actions and attitudes of this year, and really, really with, with a generosity of spirit and a curiosity, you know, not, not a blaming, angry way to look at ourselves, but to be curious. What, all these things I'm so sure about, really? Let's take a, let's take a deep inspection. Uh, So all this bowing that we were just doing, for me it's, it's, it's reminding me to really embody our Zen practice. You know, it can feel kind of passive if you're just sitting, Zazen. So there's something about throwing yourself down, <laughs> uh, putting your ass above your head occasionally. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> uh, so what we're talking about, for those of you not so familiar with the, the precepts, I'm going to just go through the, the ten grave precepts right now to remind you. Uh, Bernie and I used to talk about how they're really guidelines. So not, you know, some of us were raised in different traditions and maybe we have this idea, a lot of ideas about what can and cannot be. Or uh, These are guidelines. The first, recognizing that I'm not separate from all that is, is the precept of not killing. Hmm? You can go anywhere with that, from killing a thought, an idea, 
a living being. Being satisfied with what I have is the precept of not stealing. Encountering all creations with respect and dignity is the precept of chaste conduct. Listening and speaking from the heart is the precept of non-lying. Cultivating a mind that sees clearly, this is the precept of not being ignorant. You know, that one always troubled me because I come from a family of alcoholics. <laughs> and uh, it's so obscure what it's really saying, the fifth precept. It is cultivating a mind that sees clearly. It's saying, you know, don't do that. Don't drug yourself with whatever, you know, with TV, uh, with uh, uh, social media. The precept of not being ignorant, that's the fifth precept. Unconditionally accepting what each moment has to offer is the precept of not talking about others' errors and faults. We can see that pretty straightforward. Speaking what I perceive to be the truth without guilt or blame is the precept of not elevating oneself and blaming others. You know, and that can happen so privately that people don't even see it. But it's so important for our own well-being, for our own well-being, not to elevate ourselves and blame others and compare. What is that comparison? It's crazy. Huh? Using all of the ingredients of my life is the precept of not being stingy. Let that sink in. using all of the ingredients of your life, not being stingy. Transforming suffering into wisdom is the precept of not being angry. That's so important for so many of us who have kind of trigger tempers. <laughs> Transforming that suffering into wisdom. And the last one, sorry. Oh, is honoring my life as an instrument of peacemaking is the precept of not thinking ill of the three treasures. Not thinking ill of the three treasures, Buddha, Dharma, Sangha. Not confusing what we mean by Buddha, by our interconnection with everything, the wholeness of life, the whole. And the Dharma, the teaching of that, how to skillfully express the Buddha in ourselves. And the Dharma, that's the Dharma. And then the Sangha, the third treasure, is this is the community that we've now formed during this time so that we can work on those, on those different aspects of our life, on these different aspects of the precepts. How can we express that offer ourselves to, to all of life. How do we do that? How do we offer ourselves? How do we serve? Sounds big and, you know, like vast. But I, I think of uh, this little crew of uh, volunteers 
that we have in our community uh, who go up to Sing Sing Prison. It's just a small group. Uh, and they go and, and practice with a, a handful and sometimes just one person who wants to practice meditation, who wants to sit sin. And we don't hear much about our volunteers. Uh, and, you know, I happen to be on the, the, li- the e-list that they <laughs> pass around and the nightmare of bureaucracy. And the bureaucracy, of course, doesn't really want volunteers in. They will do anything <laughs> to obscure and delay, I mean, over years. I mean, it is unbelievable. And also, rather than being so angry with them, realize, oh my God, they're suffering so much that they can't see that, that this would be a good thing for the world or for these people or for something, you know, but they're caught too. And so the whole, the whole trick is to manage this kind of impossible situation of suffering. Uh, so... You know, after a year or so, maybe you'll get through the bureaucracy <laughs> and be able to actually go to Sing Sing. Uh, long ride to get there from New York. Uh, train ride, usually. Endless waiting. Endless waiting and never knowing if a guard will be in a bad mood and not let you in, even though all your papers are in order. Really, and to look into the face and the body of the guards is to see suffering, to see great suffering. My experience was far more than the individuals inside. So, if the visit is not cancelled for an obscure reason, our volunteers are left, let to go inside, usually take a bus ride to a certain part, Sing Sing's a big prison, and spend a short time sitting zazen, maybe having a little service, perhaps a dharma talk, perhaps an interview. Very, very small group. We're not talking about <laughs> a large sangha, we're talking maybe two, three people sometimes. When I went years ago, there were more. There were five, seven people. Uh, but now it's, it's kind of less, seems to be less when I'm hearing. And then it's time to go. So wait some more. Wait for the bus. <laughs> go to the gate. Get your things out of the locker. See the suffering. Say goodbye to the suffering of the guards. Maybe get back in a train and go back to the city with memories of those you've left behind. For me, this activity embodies our eighth precept, not being stingy, using all the ingredients of my life, is the precept of not being stingy. 
So consider what that, that might mean for you. In the many encounters of your life, perhaps it's just your neighbor. What do you give your neighbor when you pass them on the street? Can you make a difference in their life in just that moment or two? And what difference would that be? There's your family, your work environment, and your own self, and your own intimate self. Don't be stingy with yourself. You know, that's what this wonderful ancient ceremony, you know, encourages us to be fully embodied. My God, how could you not be (laughs) if you throw yourself into it? Full-bodied atonement. Yeah, Yeah, I've been very cranky with this person and that person. And renewal. I atone. I atone. I can be fresh in the moment and I can serve. I can care for others. As Dogen reminds us, to study thoroughly coming and going and to study thoroughly arriving and not arriving is the time being of this moment. So it's not about how generous you were last week. (laughs) It's about this moment. This moment of generosity. This moment of openness. This inclination to change. To serve. To recognize that you're part of everything. And you're taking care of everything. So that's what we're doing here, renewing our vows to find the skillful action in our own intimate lives. You know, uh, the oldest Buddhist teaching is the Dhammapada, uh, and in the Dhammapada 18, it says, to avoid all evil, to cultivate good, and to cleanse one's mind, this is the teaching of the Buddhas. Seems pretty straightforward. (laughs) Easy to say, hard to do, huh? To avoid all evil, to cultivate good, and to cleanse one's mind, this is the teaching of the Buddhas. And then what's so wonderful is Dogen quotes this very line. uh, 1,300 years later, He has a go at it, two oceans away, he says. The ancient Buddhas say, refrain from unwholesome action, do wholesome action, purify your own mind. This is a teaching of all Buddhas. 
I just find that so encouraging <laughs> in a simple, silly way. Uh, refrain from unwholesome action. Just refrain. How do we do that in our lives? So Dogen explains, unwholesome action in former times and unwholesome action in the present time are sometimes the same and sometimes different. (laughs) Unwholesome action in former times and unwholesome action in present time are sometimes the same and sometimes different. I think he's encouraging us to wake up and be a little discerning. Discerning about our habitual mind, discerning about our own personal life traumas and what we're carrying on and perpetuating on those around us. Consider historical wrongs. The historical wrongs that we have inherited either as inheritors of perpetuated violence or of victimized violence or in our own personal lives the unwholesome actions that we may have committed. They're all, according to Dogen, functions of time. Dogen goes on and explains, as Dogen does. (laughs) Wholesome action and unwholesome action are time. Although time is neither wholesome action nor unwholesome action. Wholesome action and unwholesome action are dharma. Although dharma is neither wholesome action nor unwholesome action. As dharma is all-inclusive, unwholesome action is all-inclusive. As dharma is all-inclusive, wholesome action is all-inclusive. You see what he's doing? He's bringing it all together. It's not in this kind of separated heaven-hell view that we have. When I was a little girl in Catholic school, we had these like <laughs> these pieces of paper that have marks that were like the sins that you committed that day. <laughs> I don't think Dogen would go along with that. <laughs> Wholesome action and unwholesome action are time, although time is neither wholesome action nor unwholesome action. To atone, that's what we're doing here now, is to be at one with, I mean, that's what it means, at one, atone. I am at one with. To acknowledge to realize, to make amends when possible. Let's not turn away. Let's repair the unwholesome deeds of the past, the unwholesome thoughts, actions, attitudes. Let's take a look at what we're assuming 
Let us atone. That's the ritual we're doing right now. I encourage you to look carefully, just, just as Joshin Roshan encouraged us by the example of how easy it is to fall into a kind of judgment without really bearing witness to what is happening in the moment. In that case, the piece of music that didn't follow the contours of a particular view. How often that occurs to us that we have a way of seeing reality and are unable to allow in all the possibilities. You know, and, and this time in the Middle East is no better time for us to really look carefully at that the tendency we have to just jump in one direction or another, but instead open our hearts and really see the suffering all around. I encourage you to just appreciate this atonement ceremony. We don't do it that often. Well, we do it once a month at the Zindo, so you're encouraged to come on down and bow us a little bit. Uh, But it's an important aspect of our lives to atone. So whether you're able to do an official ceremony or just take the time to pay attention, I encourage you. (laughs) 